Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Current Blue Podcast. My name is Dan Rowance and I'm joined uh, this morning by Ashley Priest. Ash, how are you, mate? All right, yeah. I've, I've seen Matt Kendrick's voice over then. I miss Matt's voice. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm well, mate. Good to see you. Lots of stuff happening in, in the last few days or so, the last week. We were going to try and do one of these on Monday, but you were off and, and Pat started late and I finished early. Yesterday, we got bogged down in lots of other things, including Derby County going after Conor Harahan, which I suppose is part of our housekeeping section for later. Um, but lots of, of Villa-related things happening, return to pre-season, a couple of players left, a couple of players on new contracts. Um, so let's talk about pre-season. First of all, I, I wanted to do this because I know Aston Villa's return to pre-season day one. It's now day three for the players because it's taken us a while to do this. Um what have you spotted in training so far? I know you've written a piece from, from some of the stuff that's been going on at Bodymore. Yeah, um, so it's a double session today. So it's a bit of a grueler at Bodymore at the moment. So they'll have one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Um, that was today. They're testing on Monday. We've seen that. And Diego Carlos, his first week as a Villa player, he's been in, in the building. Um, interesting that Villa have got a new player care manager, Phil Roscoe, mm. the signing from Liverpool in May. Um, so he looks after the players now, makes sure they're settling and a really important part of, of integrating new signings, especially foreign players as well. So Phil was the first to greet uh, Diego uh, on Monday, coming out of his, his cab. And then, um, yeah, Diego's got a, a translator walking around with him as well on site. Um, and obviously going to lean heavily on Douglas Louise, isn't he? So Douglas will have a big part to play in helping Diego Carlos settle. Yeah, um, as the pitchers in his Sevilla shirt... Uh, those have seen them. He's a real source in here, Dan. Real unit, uh, big powerhouse. Looks like a heavyweight boxer. So um, I think that physicality. I think Villa have lacked that. So you bring that presence as well. So really excited to see him on Saturday against Warsaw. Elsewhere pre-season and he takes. You got the young lads involved. Josh Feeney. He signed a new deal this week. Villa think highly of him. Ben Krizen. He looks a bit real size now. He looks like he's filled out as well. And obviously those who are watching along, I think. So I've been told as well. I think the left-back search is pretty much over now. I think, obviously, you've got Luca Dean, Ashley Young signed his new deal this week. And I think Ben Krizen could step up as, as third choice if needed. So so I think Villa are pretty settled on, 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 the, on the full-backs. Interesting what happens with Frederick Gilbert, Dan. Um, mm. it is, it is, um, he can make a first impression on Gerard. Obviously, he was loaned out last summer, so this will be the first chance Gerard will see Gilbert. Um so, yeah, it'd be Cash Gilbert and obviously Kane Kessler Hayden, who's been around the first team this week as well. Big, big hopes for him. Um, trying to think now. Obviously, the, the group splits up, isn't it, Dan? Um, your McGinn's, your Martinez's, your Cash's, Kamara's. They'll all fly out to Australia tomorrow, nice and early. They'll settle in down under. And then the rest of them will play against Warsaw on Saturday. And they'll fly out on Sunday. And it'll, the two-week camp will officially start on Monday. I think that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't realise that. I don't know whether that had been 
been noted down anywhere before and I just ignored it. But you would assume the players that are coming back to training late that had internationals like Cash, McGinn, Martinez, that they would go to Australia after the others because of you know coming back later. But they're the ones going first, presumably to kind of get settled into the yes. time zone and stuff like that. Yep. Rather, if they if they popped up to Australia next Wednesday or Thursday when you're going, which we'll talk about later. Maybe they kind of they struggle to, to settle in. So yeah, interesting to know that the guys that aren't a body more yet will be going to Australia before the rest of the squad and then they'll yeah. all meet up from from Monday, I guess it'll be by the time that, that long flight's over on, on Sunday. Right. Yeah, interesting. First game obviously Warsaw then on Saturday, one o'clock. You assume again, much like every every preseason for every club, there'll be split squads in that, either you know, forty five minutes for, for two different elevens or or obviously massive rotation with, with lots of youth players in there. Yeah. What kind of starting eleven do you think is available, knowing off the players that are there and, and fit and ready? I had a look at the last last year's report. Um, Wendy had a, had a stormer, seriously mm. for Watkins. So yeah, I think I noted it down yesterday. I'll try and read it off the cuff. It, I think Sidney Sallow, New Deal today. I think he'll start in goal. You got options at right back: Gilbert or Kane Kessler Hayden. They'll probably have a half each. Centre back mm. options: You've got Diego Carlos. He'll play Saturday, so a good chance for Villa fans to see him. Tyra Mings is available. Callum Chambers is available. But obviously, disappointing news regarding Courtney Horstan. I think he'll be out for yeah. four weeks now. Knee operation. He joins Edry Contra on the sideline. So Villa, Villa a bit short at centre-back at the moment. But um, the, those two, horse, uh, horse and Conta, should be back uh, in August. So we'll see with that one. Whether Villa go out and get another centre-back, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Left-back options for Warsaw, you've got Ashley Young and Ben Crescent. Uh, midfielders, central midfielders, Marvellous Nakamba, he'll play. Who else will play? Douglas Louise will play. Oh, me out, Dan, I, I pinged you this yesterday. <laughs> Sanson, of course. Marvin Sanson, the forgotten man. Sums up his career, doesn't it, that we can't even remember him when doing a prediction. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm expecting big things of Sanson. I'm, I, really hope he, I really hope he cracks it, but um, I've been saying that for so long now, so... We'll see what happens with him, whether Gerard has another, gives him another go or not. I don't know what fans think of Sanson. We haven't seen much of him, have we, mate? So, but yeah, he'll play Saturday. Uh, elsewhere, Tommy O'Reilly, little Phil Foden, his nickname. I think he'll, he'll feature. Really good, yeah. tidy player, him. Um, Bogard, he signed a new deal last week as well. Interesting one, Dan, for me. Finn Azaz, 21-year-old, ripped it up at Newport last season in League Two. Mm. He's, I think he's six foot... Six foot three, six foot, might be six foot three. We're technically very good. I know it was League Two last season, but I don't know whether that loan could kick him on and he could impress Gerard this week. So I expect him to fly to Australia with the squad as well. It's a shame he's not a little bit younger. I know 21 yeah. isn't old, but like if he was 17 and had a, had a storming season, of course, yeah. you'd be going, yeah, definitely get him in around the squad. But yeah, you kind of wonder whether he's his chance to impress is, is gone a little bit in the sense that yeah. he's now playing for a move to, to League One or the Championship, which is, yeah. would be you know, absolutely fine for, for him and for Villa. But you know, if he was 17, I'd probably be a bit more excited about him. But 21's yeah. not exactly old, is it? Let's face it. He could be an interesting one to watch. Could be a bit of a dark horse. Yeah, and then looking in attack at the weekend, you got Bertrand right. Hopefully he stays injury-free. Uh, Cameron Archer, uh, back home. He's born in Warsaw, so a lot of excitement about Cameron. Al Ghazi, he'll play probably the weekend. Um, Danny Ghazi, Ings, Ali Watkins, yeah, yeah forgot a man again. Uh, Danny Ings, Ali Watkins, and Emmy Buendia. So there's plenty of options there, and and yeah, so there could be two elevens. They could play two elevens on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, one o'clock yeah, kickoff at the Banks. Yeah, you expect so, and we'll see. Chance um, for chance for those to impress. Yeah. How much do you read into pre-season? 
as both a supporter and a, as, a, as a journalist, you obviously you want Villa to play well and win and score goals and look attractive, but it's all about building up fitness ready for August 6th, isn't it? I remember pre-season, my first pre-season covering Villa 2019, Yatta was like messy. <laughs> Yatta was incredible. I'm thinking, what a signing he's a couple of million quid from Brentford, uh, a Blues, sorry. And uh, he ripped it up in pre-season, really excited and yeah, he got an assist against Everton for Wesley, and that was that was about it. That's all she wrote for him. So you can't read too much into it, but I think I think with the young kids coming through, you can have a look at them um, close quarters and how they deal with the, the pressure of playing for the first team alongside him McGinn's and that. So yeah, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm down under next week. I'm really excited to get amongst the preseason and to report back to you guys as well as I did in Minnesota. But yeah, it's a good chance to see, see them as a group and how the jail you can see formation changes perhaps and a little 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 stuff like that who who plays the most in pre-season and little tales from Gerard. So you can't read too much into it, but you can take, take bits from it of course and and yeah I'll be hoping for a strong pre-season. I've got some decent games this year, Dan. Obviously Leeds yeah, yeah. and, and Manu, the decent tests. Whereas previously previously it's been your Warsaw, Shrewsbury's, Charlton's, mm. Minnesota's you can't read too much into them ones. But um good level of opposition this year for me. And um, obviously going to Wren as well, European one end of the month. A lot, a lot of Villa fans heading over there. So that should be decent as well. And they were in the Europa Conference League last season. I think Leicester played mm-hmm. them. So yeah, these decent little schedule they've got. So, um, yeah, it's good actually. Yeah. It's, it's quite quite competitive really. And obviously you've got Warsaw in there, which is a bit of a classic, uh, the European fixture. And then it's nice to be involved in one of these little tours when you... Yeah. Kind of, is, it, is it a tournament? Is it a cup or something? If they, if they yeah, the Billy... The billion as that's the Queens, Queensland Champions Cup for the, for the Brisbane that's and Lynn's game, and then it's the, the Icon Football Festival for the Man U one. Yeah. Oh. Well, so. A chance to win some silverware, which is always good to see in pre season, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, decent leads and Man U. See how, see how both of those get on. Obviously, two sides are also in, in a bit of transition themselves. Yeah. So, um, yeah, good, good test for Villa rather than playing, like you said, a couple of non-league sides and, and a league two outfit or whatever but it is all about fitness more so than, than anything really but we all want to see Villa score some goals yeah. um, of the young lads that are likely to be involved obviously we could sit here and talk about Buendia playing well or Watkins bagging 10 goals or whatever but of, of the young lads that are involved who are you most excited to, to get some eyes on? Kane Kessler Hayden at right back um, had a really good loan spell at MK Don last season before that Swindon as well you remember when uh, Kessler Hayden played against Man City in the FA Cup and Gerard was on the phone the following morning saying get back to Bodymore hey if you I want to have a look at you and uh, he came back in had a good look at him over that over that January and he went out and loaned again he did really well so I think Kane Kessler Hayden I pick for this summer um, seen some of the training pictures yesterday Ben Grisend looks a real size now he, he really does he, he's developed quite nicely as did Ramsey that one summer Ramsey really filled out so yeah the they're bubbling along nicely, the young lads, 18, 19 now, coming into the, a decent age. Um, so, yeah, my pick would be uh, Kessler Hayden for me. Bit of a cop-out answer, but Cameron Archer is the one that's still the most exciting yes. out of those. It's, it's kind of a, not a make-or-break in terms of his Villa career, but in where he'll be this season, this, yep. pre, this, this pre-season, a uh, little round of fixtures. If he comes on, plays minutes, scores goals and presses, you'd like to think that I suppose it all depends on whether Villa. I mean, this is where the discussion is going to go for the next ten minutes. So the kind of transfer state of play, we'll call it. It depends whether Villa sign a striker. I guess if they do, I can't see Archer wanting to have enough minutes as fourth choice behind this yeah. new striker, who's also behind Watkins and Ings as it stands already. Unless the new striker is a big name, else one of those two is so so up in the air, isn't it? All this kind of it stuff. Is. 
Um, if we don't sign a striker, I think Archer sticks around and gets minutes from us and, and probably plays his part and, and can score goals. If we do sign a striker, you'd expect him, he's got to get a loan, hasn't he, and go and play men's football and score. Uh, he, he did well for Preston, but you want to go and see him score 20 goals somewhere. Yeah, he's got that in the locker. I think uh, he'll go to Australia next week and I think it'll be reviewed after that. Another striker, I think I think Gerard's, Gerard has raved about Watkins and Ings. He loves them both and hopefully this season they kick on. Obviously, Watkins has had a specialist finishing coach over the last few weeks. Mm. Really wants to uh, nail down his England place for the, for the year ahead. That's a big carrot for him. Likewise, Ings, I think they'll be pushing each other. Okay, didn't work as best as we all thought it would last season. But there's real hope going into a new season. Full pre-season together. Obviously, Danny Ings is bedded in now. I think, um, I think yeah, the goal scores, aren't they? And I think Archer's one of them as well. I'll keep him around for sure. I'd, I'd, have, I'd have him for the season here. I what? You're asking me now, I wouldn't loan him out. I think he's he's too precious in the sense that he's... Even if he's on another striker. Yeah, I mean, he can't have enough options up front for me. Um, to change games, it's come on to score. I, I keep him around. I don't want to fight hard on three fronts this season. I think you need need all you can. And and yeah, I mean, he's, he's on a hot streak, isn't he? I'd I play him. And I, I really would. He's got a good chance to make a statement this season. In terms of strikers, no, no, talk, no transfer talk, no gossip. Involving a striker search at the moment, so Villa's interest has called in that department. Um, so we'll see. I think, I think, I think it's under review at the moment. I think Gerard's happy with taking the bulk of his squad to Australia, and I think he'll assess it afterwards. The season starts obviously before the transfer window ends. Does the transfer window end in September this season? Between August sixth and and July uh, September first for Archer to, you know, if he doesn't play a single minute in those first two, three, four Premier League games and, and there'll probably be a, an EFL Cup game in there as well. Yep. If Archer doesn't play anything in there, you'd probably say, yeah, he's going to get a loan here at some point. So it's a key kind of two two months for Archer to, to see where where he fits into Villa's plans. And if he doesn't, there'll be a whole host of clubs that we're looking for someone like Cameron Archer next season. And there's some obvious Villa links with Rangers, Dean Smith's Norwich, Michael Beale's QPR. Yeah, Obviously, he was at Preston last year. Steve Bruce's West Brom also apparently... Uh, keeping tabs on him, yeah. So there'll be there'll be uh, no there'll be no short of options for him if, if Villa do decide to loan him. Um, where would be a, pref- a preferable destination for him for you if you could? You know, let's say the decision was yes, he's going on loan. If you got to pick where, where would you go? I quite like the uh, either the Norwich or the QPR link, Dan. For me, Dean Smith gave me his debut at Crew. I remember that day, Crew, a couple of years ago now, and um, I think that, that's a decent move for him as well. Uh, yeah, Norwich or QPR would be would jump out straight away at me. Can work with people he knows he's worked with before. So, so yeah, one of them two would, would be nice fits. Um, and hopefully pushing promotion with them. So yeah, Archer will be open minded at the moment. I think he'll, he'll analyse it, getting his head down at the moment at Body More Ethan. There's no rush, no pressure. There's a yeah. couple of months left, and let's, let's see what he can do over pre season. What about Rangers? Is that a serious option? SPL instead of champion instead of championship? Possibly. Um, Different kind of level, but scope for European football for him as well. Mm. Yeah, it's it's an option, of course it is, but I think he want to stay in England. Um, yeah, big 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 move for him going to Rangers. That'd be huge. Um, but yeah, options are there, and like you said, there's a long long queue for him, as there are with other other Villa youngsters as well. Doug Louise, Connie Trickmaker, still their contract things seem to roll on. Sinasalo's now signed one. Feeney, Bogo, like you said, kind of all waiting for Carney to be one of the next ones. Maybe they're waiting for the new kit to, to kind of announce <laughs> one of these, these uh, ones that we're all waiting for. New kit, new new contract at the same time. Um, you'd assume new kit will be before 
Saturday, by the way. I think somebody yes, asked it in the comments it, earlier. They'll play, yeah. in that. They'll play in that on Saturday, so the kit will be released between now and Saturday, <laughs> you, you'd assume. What do you think of, of... I mean, I've asked you a million times about Louise and Carney. We, we, we both think we should keep them because there's... Um, they're obviously both talented. There's there's value in them from a, a financial point of view. They are yeah. on contracts and then, and then are sold at some point. I've seen a few suggestions on Twitter though about about Louise staying for the rest of his contract and then leaving on a free next year to somebody like Roma or AC Milan or whoever. Are we kind of seeing a bit more of a trend with that? Almost a little bit of player power, really, that a, a player can run down his contract and then, as Kamara did, come into Villa get this hefty kind of contract with a sign-on fee and all these kind of things because there's yeah. no transfer fee involved. Pogba going back to Juventus on a free the same. We're kind of seeing this trend now of, of players running down their contracts and moving on frees to benefit themselves as, in, as individuals rather than seeing clubs cash in for 60, 70 million on, on their talent instead. I think that's fair, Dan. Yeah, I think the ball's in the players' court and they're being advised by their rep- representation as well, aren't they? So... Yeah, I think Villa are relaxed about Douglas's situation. I've quizzed Gerard on that a number of a number of times, and he's been quite cool, standoffish about it. He said, he said previously we haven't we haven't discussed Douglas's in isolation, so it's as you were. Time was left on his deal. Um, I think Douglas is happy for that as well, judging by his body reaction, yeah. and his body language this, this past week meeting Diego Carlos. He's, he's happy. Villa are quite open minded with Douglas's situation. I know it's precarious. I know he's. His value would decrease as the months tick by, but I think Gerard wants to have a real good look at him at close quarters at a number eight position. Obviously, Kamara and the Canberra back, uh, they'll slot in that, that defensive midfield position. And but I think he wants to test him and see, see what he's got. Can he can he kick on again? Um, I think Douglas would be, was a little bit inconsistent last season for Gerard, but pre-season is a good chance to to, to to take a step back and have a real good look at things. Whereas whereas Gerard joined in November. Game's coming thick and fast. You've got no time to breathe. So yeah. I think I think the situation with Douglas Louise is quite relaxed. I think AC Milan's interest is genuine. I think they're having a look at him. Um, I think his agents probably talks with Milan. Nothing from Roma's side. Obviously, they were interested previously. So AC Milan having a look at Douglas, so what I've been told. So we'll see with that one. Carney, yeah, I think, I think he's on cloud nine still, given last week's uh, under-19 win. And yeah, I think I think he, he himself is quite relaxed over the situation. Villa will be desperate to tie him down to a new deal. Not interested in committing just yet. So I think I think talks will commence once he's back after his little break. And yeah, I think Gerard will be keen to keep him. Seen that he, seen Gerard's Instagram last week praising him um, mm. for for his win. And yeah, big 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 talent, mate. So we'll see. But yeah, I think it's in the players. The ball's in the players' court. They're being advised by their their agents and reps. And um, I think both players are relaxed about their situations. I think Villa will be will be keen to tie Carney down more more so than Douglas at the moment. Yeah, I think as much as I mean, you, I kind of think I was about to say they're not. Yeah, I can't. Uh, Douglas Louise is the older player, but he's still only like twenty three, twenty four. Even tying Louise down would be would be a big deal. Yeah. Um, as much as you want players to kind of commit to the, the Villa project, we're Villa fans. We we do the podcast about Villa. We write about Villa. It's our job. We support the club. We, you know, this is number one for us. As much as you want the players to to kind of be on board with that and sign up to the Villa project long term as well, they have got to be selfish and look out for themselves and, and make the best opportunities for them. Stick with Villa for the next year. And if Villa get into Europe, there's no real reason for Douglas Luiz to want to go to to Roma or or whoever. No. Obviously, there's a draw of going to a, a European side or whatever. But you know, if being in the Premier League and, and European football with Villa, they can go. Well, yeah, I, I, I will sign a new contract in next March or April or whatever. If, if Villa do it, um, and if they don't, they can go. Well, 
I was right not to sign on to the Villa project because if they didn't make it into Europe, they finished 12th. I've yeah. now got to play Milan and look after myself. And as much as that's kind of the harsh reality of, of player power and, and them looking out for themselves, that's the way the game is. Yep, spot on. It's all gone a little bit quiet and I've seen a lot of kind of... of almost overreaction on social media. I, I guess the people are going, oh, where's all the signings? It's been however many days since we did something. Villa are, are being slow. They're going to miss out on stuff. What's happening? Season starts in 30 days. What the hell? Kind of almost forgetting that we've signed Darren Coutinho on a permanent. Kamara, one of the hottest prospects midfielders in, in Europe and, and, and Carlos as well. The fact that we did all our business so early has almost made people be a little bit impatient or greedy to think, oh, well, we've done three. Where's the other five or six that we need? Yeah. Still two months left of the, uh, is it two months? Yeah, just less than two months of the transfer window. So as much as Gerald was saying he wants to get everything done by pre-season day one, it's it's not always as simple as that if, if deals, it's a domino effect, isn't it? If your player has can't yet move because that club hasn't done their business and they haven't done their business because the club they're buying from hasn't done their business. Yeah. It's not as easy just to go, well, pre-season day one, let's just let's just hope everything's done by then. So I wouldn't rule out Villa that you know, people are going, oh, Villa are done because they, they haven't done things by, by Monday the 5th of July. You still expect there'll be a couple, don't you, in, in a couple of positions if the right deals become available and just because Villa haven't done anything for three weeks or whatever it is now doesn't yeah. mean that they're, they're totally finished and if the right deal comes up then we'll see movement if we didn't would you still be happy with the squad that we've got I'd be content probably you know I mean in the last two summers Dan Villa have signed five players in the summer window five and a five so we're one off that at the moment and the windows have only been open a couple of a couple, couple of weeks so yeah I mean over the last couple of seasons there hasn't been there hasn't been this level of uproar has there on, on social media Where's all the players? Where are the players? I know we had that that first summer, which was crazy. Twelve signed, didn't they? In, in yeah. twenty nineteen, and then they slowly, slowly built quite, quite, quite well in in the previous summers. So I had this conversation on my Q and A yesterday. Um, one of the readers puts, he'd, he'd be quite happy going into the season now, knowing Villa have strengthened the spine of the team. I think Diego Carlos and Kamara will be big players next season, Champions League players previously as well. So they've improved that aspect of it. But yeah, I think I think one or two more. We'll, I'm expect one or two more to come in because obviously Villa need to need to shift out shift out a couple more players, your old guys and whatnot, and obviously young players were heading out on loan, so the squad will need to be replenished that way. So yeah, there's further business to be done, but we're in no rush to do so. It's still early days. The group as it is now, we'll go to the Australian tour next week, and then after that, I think Gerard will have a better idea of where, where he really needs to strengthen, what, who's impressed him, who hasn't. Who hasn't stepped up when, when when he was looking them to do so? So, so yeah, he's got three, four games um, until now until the back from the tour. So, lots, lots, lots to look at. I know, I know people are saying he's had all year to look at them, but he's only only came in in November, and I can't stress how much he you sucked into you sucked into that playing weekly. Okay, injuries. I mean, you don't really get a good look at them uh, at close quarters in that sense. So, yeah, I think Villa, I think Villa's transfer. Status is currently under review. I think they'll look at that in, in the next few weeks. So, yeah, it's just crazy to think over the last two two summer windows, they've signed five players each, and um, and we've signed four in in the first couple of weeks here. So, so yeah, I mean the thirst for transfers is just just massive every every summer, isn't it? So, but we'll see. But I fully expect one or two to come in. We're a better side already now than we were at the back end of last season with, with yes. the reinforcements that we've already done. So, and that's the point of view, yes, I'm happy to go into the season because on paper we're better than we were. 
that's you know relies on Kamara and Carlos hitting the ground running and starting games from from game week one and being very good to to stay in the side. I don't know what we need to be honest. Kind of the, the clamour from for more signings. It depends, doesn't it? If you if Louise goes this this year, you do need yeah. another midfielder. If he stays, you've got McGinn, Ramsey, Louise. Nakamba and Kamara is probably your choices. You still got Sans on if he's still around, he's an option, but probably not. Iraboom yep. is still there. Forward, you got Ings, Watkins, and Archer as a three. Keenan Davis is still here technically. He's not officially gone anywhere yet. So that's that's yep. four that are on the book. So it does seem silly to say, oh, let's just judge him on four games in preseason. But you are right that it's it's difficult to to judge things when it's game week, you know, recuperation, game week, and back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. It's almost last chance alone that if, if Morgan Sanson, for example, gets three out of the four games and gets minutes and Joe thinks I'm oh, not really impressed here, we can move him on and I do need another midfielder now. That's how it'll work. Mm. It would have been nice to have all that sorted by the first game of the uh, first day of preseason, but like I said earlier, it's not as quite as simple as that. Who is Villa's most important player next season? And we will do our kind of preseason chat like we always do, and we'll meet up and do those, and this will probably be a question that comes um you know, July 30th rather than July 6th when we've seen a few games and, and completed transfer business. If you had to pick one player now to be, you know, if that if, if Villa was to have a good season next season, this player has to do well to, to be a part of that. Who would you identify as being that one most important player? John McGinn. McGinn should be targeting 10 goals next season. He really should. Mm. Over the last three seasons, he only got three Premier League goals every, every season. So he's averaging three a season. I think, he, I think he, he'll want more given his, his form for Scotland, playing a bit higher. Kamara coming in now, shackles are off him a little bit more. He can get forward and hopefully provide a real threat. So, big season for John McGinn for me. I really wanted to kick on and prove he was once that touted £60 million player. That was once with Man United when he burst on the scene in 2019 and Villa uh, um, back in the Premier League. So, yeah, I'm, I'm big season for McGinn for me. I, I want him to hit double figures in goals or get close to it, like Ramsey did last season. So, yeah, I'd say McGinn about yourself. What do you say, yourself? Strikers? Yeah, it's a good shout. I was just checking McGinn's stats in the Championship just to see see what he did there. He got six goals, ten assists in the Championship. So, so asking him to get ten goals in the Premier League might be a bit of a stretch, but not not impossible. Um, yeah, my shout has, has, been, has been in the comments already from two people, Ian and Craig with Coutinho. Ooh, okay, yeah. But, but for me, slash Brendia. Because I don't know whether it's going to be one or the other playing or, or both of them playing together. Um, I think if if one of those, oh, again, I don't know what assist numbers are. I, I don't know whether it was you and me that did one of these. We were talking about cash and his need to um, yeah. increase his output. And I almost wanted to say something like, oh, yeah, if he scores 10 goals next season. And I was like, I better check Trent's stats because he's kind of like the <laughs> right back. If he didn't yeah. even get 10, I can't say cash should. So I don't know who made the top assist last year, but you want Coutinho to be in double figures for assists, don't you? And, and reach out for goals or, or Brendan yeah. if, if, if it is one or the other. Yeah. Um, they've got to be creating a lot of stuff for Ings or Watkins or Archer, whoever it is up front or somebody else. Uh, and if they are, and it's, things are ticking behind them nicely with, with Mings and Carlos or, or Chambers or Conso, and it's nice and solid at the back, Kamara's in there to add a little bit of steel. You got McGinn and, and Ramsey to be your legs in the engine room. You need that creative little hub to sit right in front of, uh, sit behind those strikers as well. So Brendio Coutinho for me, if they have a, a storming season and put things on a plate for X striker up front, yeah, Villa in going into Europe, mate. <laughs> I, I, I thought people are saying Danny Ings a little bit. Obviously, big money signing last summer. Mm. 
didn't really play as much as you would have liked. And obviously, his return was pretty decent in terms of goal contributions, goals and assists for, for, for the, the minutes he played. So I, I think he'll he'll be targeting double figures next season. Watkins as well. I think 14 in his first season, 11 last season. Big, big six, big few months for him with the Qatar as well. So, yeah, I mm. mean, Katina's a good show. A lot of hype when he's first arrived. But his numbers were quite good, I thought, for, for the games he played. Yeah, I, know yeah. he, I know he was quiet some weeks, but... Um, a little bit more consistency and doing that over yeah. the course of the season is what you want from him. But I, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't saying that he was bad last season. I just want to see more of that. Yeah. And is a good shot as well. I think he kicked on start of the year. Katina come in, lost his way, but yeah, I'm expecting him to really explode onto the scene. I really am. Um, I think he's had his bedding in season now and um, I'm expecting big things of Wendy. Going back to what we were saying before about like, would we be happy if Villa kind of completed their business now and said, right, this is if the transfer window short and said, this is the squad they've got, deal with it. We weren't really that far away. Uh, I know we were 14th, but in terms of like, there was a few, I know everyone will say this, but there was a few kind of flashpoints throughout the season where you think, well, if that result just changed or this kind of result flipped around, we'd be so much higher. I think West Ham beat us twice and Wolves yeah. beat us twice. What for uh, if, you just, if you just switch those two and take six points off West Ham and put six points onto us, well, I don't know what the detail for this like. In the end, I was about to just go, we'd have finished eighth, but I don't know whether that would be true, but surely we'd be a lot closer than we were. So, um, it feels like we're not we're not a million miles away. So if we can just tidy up those little bits where we were sloppy last year, be more resolute at the back and also chuck in a few more goals. Like as much as we're saying Watkins and Ings need to score 30, they don't need to score so many if we start keeping some more clean sheets again. Last season, mistakes kept cropping up as well, didn't they? They're leading real goal-leading goal errors kind of thing, Mings a couple of times. And Gerard was lamenting that. Um, in his press conferences afterwards, just gifting the opposition cheap goals, and that, that needs to stop. And like you say, more clean sheets, you're going to going to fly up the table, aren't you? So, yeah, they won a million miles away. I think they finished ninth, is it, in, in Gerard's cluster of games. Mm. Um, so, I'll be hoping for a good start this this season. Fixtures are quite kind, I think, on paper. Um, but yeah, strong start to the season always helps. Be a bit, bit of a weird dynamic this this year, Dan, wasn't it, with, with breaking up for the World Cup? So. Hopefully, they're in a good position prior to that little break and then kick on into the new year. They'll be back again in January, should they need that as well. So, I'm excited by it. I really am. Um, Gerard's first full season, when he first came in last November, he, he stressed the importance of a full pre-season and finishing last season on a high. I know it wasn't, wasn't too much of a high, finishing the way they did last season. But, but yeah, um, I'm full of optimism, as I always am, in pre-season. And hopefully... Uh, we get on to a good one. Yeah, we'll call it a day there. I think we've covered pretty much every topic that I wanted to. Just checking my notes. Yeah, we've got did everything off. Nicely done. Uh, there was a lot of housekeeping stuff with a lot of new new contracts and players leaving and stuff. I can't remember the last time we we did a podcast about like a current day. Obviously, we've done a lot of like we did the Unsworth thing and the Villa A to Z and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember the last time we did a podcast like about current day Villa. So it's nice to um, to chat about the modern day goings on. And um, thanks for everyone for tuning in. As always, a few people asking about a new kit. We play on Saturday, so before then, I should. Next couple of days, yeah. Be, it's going to be Thursday or Friday, <laughs> or, or today. <laughs> um, so yeah, keep an eye on on uh, Boeing and Live for your latest Aston Villa updates from Ash and our uh, Claret Blue team. Thank you very much for watching this podcast, as always, and we'll see you again probably early next week, I suppose, after Warsaw and before you go to Australia. I think that probably makes makes most sense. I don't think we'll be doing post match shows and stuff for the 
for the match match days themselves. I mean, I'm still off on weekends at the moment, so I'm pretty sure that's the case anyway. So yeah, yeah if we're not back uh, Saturday, we'll be uh, doing a chat Monday, so tune in then. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Yeah.